I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Comes Through Queen. Queen. This is episode 47. I'm not well, bitch. This week on Come Through Queen, we are still not well, bitch, after watching the trailer for Real Housewives of New York that was released earlier this week. And it's worthy of a deep dive, along with title cards of Seasons of New York Past. In the news, we'll be discussing The View, reporting live from Disney, Stone Strenny is real, Jacqueline and Kath are out at Real Houses of New Jersey, the search for Richard Simmons with an unexpected drag race connection, and Tyler Henry on Rue's podcast. We've also got our shows this week. Great episode of Real Houses of Atlanta, Vanderpump Rules, and we went home to Georgia in Beverly Hills. Yeah, and as usual, we'll close out the show with our one true queen and the freak of the week. Welcome back, Brendan. It's been a few weeks. Well, yeah, I skipped a week. No, I didn't skip. I was working. Mm. Um, but as, he did a good job filling in for you. I haven't listened to the full episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good example for our listeners. Well, I got to the point where you, I was like busy, and then you started talking about that little mix story that I had heard like three times before mm. that. So I was just like, okay, I need to. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll, I'm going to dip back into it soon. Okay. Um, what's going on with you? Nothing. I just had a great tuna salad sandwich Ooh. from Brooklyn Fair. Dan Uh, was so mad. I think it's so rude to bring tuna salad 
especially to the workplace. But to someone else's home is like unheard of. It does not smell you crazy. It's not like I'm heating it up. I know, but I sat like the other end of the room. Rude. <laughs> um, What's new with you? You're well, like deep in the heart of Zelda. I'm like very close to my Nintendo Switch right now. It's very close to death. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't play it last night because I burned my hand cooking. So it was like really my worst nightmare. Is that your? Was it your hand with your weak wrist? No, it was my other <laughs> hand. So I was joking last night. I literally had like half of a working hand left. Dan pretends to have like this weak wrist. No, I have. Uh, <laughs> that's like a gay slur. <laughs> no, look, Google Keenbox disease. It's the craziest thing you ever heard of. A bone disappears, like magic. Wow. Um, I've had an MRI. MRI. It's been proven. Um, so Google it. Maybe we'll have like. A run for Keenbox one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, so make like Kim Zolziak and Google it. <laughs> Google me. Um, uh, so the big news, well, not the big news, no, the big, I, the big, <laughs> big, big news of the week is the trailer for Real Husbands New York, but we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. Yeah, so stay tuned. Um, but Christmas came twice this week. <laughs> truly. truly. <laughs> With The View in Disney. Which is like... We talked about this just a few weeks ago, how important the view in Disney is. Yeah, and they haven't done it in a while. Yeah. I don't I mean, think they... Gaga and Disney, like, in they eight years ago. Well, no, they did it a few years ago when Barbara was still around and Demi Lovato co-hosted mm. every episode. Well, that makes sense. She's a Disney queen. But she was really bad. Um, like, it's so unlikable. Uh, but this has been a pleasant few episodes so far. Monday kicked off with Whoopi, like, starting to sing the intro Lion King song, but then, like, the cast and crew of Disney World took over. Yeah, and then Tuesday she was with Stormtroopers. They didn't have her do anything special today. Yeah. Um, But biggest story out of it is... Joy has been wearing a lot of visors. Oh <laughs> he thought I was going to say something else. And carrying a portable fan with her. And carrying, you can tell how miserable she is. I mean, she's like a 70-something-year-old woman. Yeah. And they're forcing her into the Florida sun without any, like, covering. Yeah, she usually likes a black outfit with, like, a little cardigan over it. Mm-hmm. And, like, that won't work. And, here. like, a capri pants. A capri pant. But she's been, today she wore a Mickey Mouse t-shirt. <laughs> very, very outside of Joy's fashion wheelhouse. But there was actually a good um, segment where, like, for some reason they had her talk to kids about um, Star Wars. Mm. And it was funny. I can't saying, picture her knowing a thing about Star Wars. No, and, like, also interacting with children. Yeah. Like, she seems like the type who, like, will not go near a child. Except if, her, gra- her grandson. Except her grandson. But, like, if she's at a party and there's children, she stands in, like, the adults-only room drinking a Chardonnay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, there's some Housewives-related news that came out of The View and Disney yes. this week. Uh, so, we reported on this, like, almost a year ago. Many moons. Many moons ago. Stone Shrenny is real. Uh, for those of you, what's so Stone Strenny? For those of Dan? you who may forget, Stone Strenny is the uh, couple name for Eric Stone Street and Bethany Frankel. Because um, like last spring, I want to say, like during last season of New York, there was a lot of like Snapchat activity, Snapchat activity, um, gossip column gossip. activity, and he showed up in an episode too. Did he? 
Or maybe that's like my imagination. I think that's like your fan <laughs> fiction. Just like how you're saying that Stone Strenny is real. When What Dan means is it's not real. So read read what okay. Eric Stone Street had to say. So Jory brought up the fact that I guess Bethany posted this photo of him and her on the set of Modern Family. And Eric Stone Street said, Bethany and I met at a party a couple years ago. And you all know Bethany. She is a force. And she's amazing. And she's exactly what you see on TV. In addition to being really sweet and really kind and caring. We hit it off at the party and we hung out and we're friends. We've remained friends. We saw each other last weekend. She always wanted to come to the set and she's a great person. I admire what she's done. So Joy asks, so there's nothing romantic there? And Eric denied it saying, no, I'm sorry. So I'm available. And can I go back to the part where you said she's a force and she's amazing and she's exactly what we see on TV in addition to being really sweet and really kind <laughs> and caring? Because if you watched Sonny Hostin's face during that, she sort of looked at the crowd and decided to hold her tongue because another Come Through Queen exclusive <laughs> that we were the only people who reported on this. <laughs> you guys, um, this is what you come here for. <laughs> um... There was an episode of After the View, which is the views, <laughs> the views after show. Dan just choked on his wine. The views after show, and like Sun- we're the only ones reporting on the views after show, <laughs> literally. And Sunny Austin tells a story. I think it was last season, even. Sunny Austin yeah. told a story about her run-in in the Hamptons with Bethany and how Bethany, like, yelled at her kid and, like, mm-hmm. this whole to-do. So I was hoping that Sunny was going to jump into the conversation here, but, but she did not. You know what? I'm actually going to tweet her and ask her about it. Oh. Um, one other thing about The View this week. I guess Sunny and Sarah and Jedediah have been, like, really... They've been doing, like, skits. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like such a genuine sisterhood between the three of them right and the comment i wanted to make was it seems like all three of them get along despite the fact that like jedediah and the other two girls don't agree on everything whereas paula ferris never had any chemistry with the other women right and like they even have a chemistry all of them sort of have a some sort of chemistry with both whoopi and joy it's like two aunts and like Mm -hmm. the cousins Mm -hmm. and like the aunts like come and like chill with the cousins but then we'll go and do their own thing and let the cousins play yeah yeah i totally sign off on that yeah is that it for this week uh mandy moore's gonna be on the view as well uh as you listen to this episode on thursday so yeah and fun tip that um i taught dan today you can find like bootleg <laughs> versions <laughs> of the view on youtube like all day just type in like, at, at like, 12.30 tomorrow. It's so crazy. <laughs> go to YouTube, just type in The View, and then, go like, do the, like, advanced search, like, past hour, and you can find, like, just a... It's not great quality, but, like, if you need something to watch while you're eating your sushi at lunch, it's, mm-hmm. like, a perfect companion piece. Yeah. I'm usually reading gamer articles at, during the lunch hour, so... Nerd. To each their own. You've been in some crazy Twitter conversations with people, like, all week that I'm just like, oh, my God. I know. I've been really, really with the gamer tribe this past week. The G-A-Y-M-E-R's. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But in other news, Page Six is reporting a cast (laughs) shakeup is coming for Bravo's Real Houses of New Jersey. We're told that original cast member Jacqueline Larita is out, as well as longtime star Kathy Wakile. Bravo declined to comment. Thoughts? Sunset the show. Cancel it. (laughs) I mean... Let Danielle Staub have... 
one last season, see how she does, and if nothing picks up, can't put put a fork in it. But I, my feeling on this is Danielle's return would have been great with Jacqueline in the picture. Right. And now, if she, if Danielle's coming on as Teresa's ally, who's she gonna fight with? What are they gonna cook up? They got to bring on some fresh blood. Like I don't know. Oh, bring on <laughs> slowly transition to the Jersey Shore girls. Sammy, <laughs> Schnookums, Jennifer Wow. I don't think Schnookums would do it. Well, in, she's given interviews in the past saying that she's not old enough to do it. Mm-hmm. But I think like her new mom image is like really. She's too busy doing Westworld it. ads on Snapchat. Walking Dead, I think you mean. Oh yeah, Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's it for... I mean, we don't know until, like, it comes from E! News. Right. Because Page Six also reported this week that um, the Real Houses in New York, they don't have anything this season. Mm. But as we will talk about later, we think they have it all. They have everything. Yeah. Everything they were coming for, at least. Yeah, we're running. <laughs> um... So we're going to do, I guess, a little podcast corner right now. We've done this a few times. Is that like, that sounds like a Mario yeah. <laughs> sound, actually. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure you've been hearing about the Missing Richard Simmons podcast. Like, everyone's hooting and hollering about it. And for those of you who don't know what it is, I'm just going to read the quick description. On February 15th, 2014, fitness guru Richard, Richard Simmons disappeared. He stopped teaching his regular exercise classes at Slimmons cut off his closest friends, and removed himself from the public eye after decades as one of the most accessible celebrities in the world. Nobody has heard from him, and no one knows why he left. Filmmaker Dan Taberski was a Slimmons regular and a friend of Richard's. Missing Richard Simmons is Dan's search for Richard, and the deeper he digs, the stranger it gets. So we both have listened to the first three episodes. I didn't listen to the fourth episode that came out. I've listened to the first three, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But the reason we particularly wanted to bring this up is Willem from RuPaul's Drag Race, of all people, makes a cameo appearance. Yes. And, like, a really... He sort of had a different opinion on the whole matter than a lot of the other people interviewed. And, like, does not come off well. Does not come off well. He... So his whole take on it is... I thought he came off fine. I didn't think so. He was, like, super bitchy. I also, like, tuna salad. Oh, well, (laughs) different strips for different folks, I guess. If you like tuna salad and bitchy people... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe you'll like Willem State. Um, but he just says of their opinion, like, uh, Richard doesn't owe, owe anyone anything. Like, he could do whatever he wants. If he wants to go lock himself up in his house, like, fine for him, da-da-da. And, like, Willem is speaking not as just an outsider giving an opinion, but of someone who also identified as a friend of Richard. So the guy who created the podcast was like, well, like, I was friends with him too. Like, I'm worried about him. Like, I... I want to see him. Like. There's also something, there's something weird about this. Like I'm enjoying the podcast, but there's also like something weird about like trying to track someone down like this who maybe doesn't want to be tracked down. Yeah. I agree with you. The fact that it is a little, like, like the fact that he's like making a show of it. He's gaining personal six, su- personal and a uh, professional success off of like his friend who just went away and maybe didn't want to have this attention on him. Yeah. I agree with that take. Actually. Yeah. But so Willem was saying that in a harsher way, I think. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting, uh, so the guy who created the podcast is also on Watch Rabbins Live. I don't know, did you catch this? 
Yeah, I tweeted that Naomi Campbell is a great talk show guest, Ooh. always. If this was an iconic episode of Watch What Happens Live. Yeah. So it was Naomi Campbell, RuPaul, and the guy who created the Richard Simmons podcast, Behind the Bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ru actually seemed to have like a similar opinion on the Richard Simmons thing that Willem had. He was kind of just like, oh, well, he doesn't want to talk to anyone. Right, and they were like, he's... Given so much of his life to the public, like, let him have this. Yeah. As a brief aside, Naomi Campbell, can we get her on one of these shows? <laughs> like, <laughs> when she brought up the Rihanna feud, I was, like, choking. Like, invite her to your apartment. <laughs> get her, get her I'm always, like, actually pleasantly surprised when I see her on any of these shows because, like, there's this image of her being, like, so stuck up, but she doesn't come across as that at yeah. all when she's on these shows. Yeah, like, she has, like, diva-ishy tendencies, but it's, like, she's so fun. But all, like, well-versed. Right. She knew everything about Atlanta and Beverly Hills Housewives. Like, as and if had... she prepared notes to come on the show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh, yeah. I did want to say one more thing yeah. about Willem. Mm. Not only was he in Missing Richard Simmons, he was in When We Rise. Oh, yeah, I didn't The watch. LGBTQ... <laughs> A um, mini series. It's actually the reason that I was m- missing missing, missing Brendan Davis uh, last week because we held screenings of it in my office, and it was actually they were actually really cool. John Cameron Mitchell DJed the commercials last night, mm. which was awesome. Um, but he plays like a Willem plays like an act up activist who butts heads with Cleve Jones, who's like the main character, mm-hmm. one of the main characters in it. It was interesting. Okay. Uh. So lastly, <laughs> we woke up this morning to, it was like truly Christmas for the third time. It was the third Christmas. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know how like, I don't know if you are familiar with this, but like Italians celebrate Christmas from like Christmas day until three Kings day. Isn't it like Christmas Eve is the seven fishes, then it's Christmas day. And then all the way till the three, I, I think like Hispanic communities celebrate it until three Kings as well. Mm. But that's what this week felt like. <laughs> Every day is Christmas. Um, What's coming next? Tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? We'll wake up and see. Um, but Tyler Henry from Hollywood Medium showed up as a guest on RuPaul's podcast with the team. Did you listen? I listened to about half. I chugged along and listened to the whole thing. I can't listen to podcasts while I'm... Like, sitting at my desk working? It's interesting. Well, I listen while I'm driving. Oh. And I went for a walk to get coffee as well. But, like, good for any of you who are listening to us while you're typing away. <laughs> Tip-tapping. I know P listens while he works. Ooh. Which is why he listens to so many podcasts. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but, I mean, you're, like, watching a television show. So. Well, that's different because I'm eating lunch. Okay. Anyway, so Tyler Henry on What's the Tea. It was interesting because while he did continue to come off as a dweeb... It was the most, like, racy side we've seen of Tyler. Right. And we learned that Hollywood medium Tyler Henry has a boyfriend. And Who this, he reads. You know, yeah, whose, like, relatives, like, his grandma and his, like, cousin come to Tyler and, like, talk to him. About the boyfriend, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's bizarre. The other thing was near the end of the episode, so you probably missed this. Rue was, like, carrying on about how good Tyler's skin is. And then they, like, talked about the fact that he was wearing makeup. Um, but he, but Rue was like, you know, you have like such a great frame for drag. Like you should do it. Have you ever done it? Would you consider it? And he's like, well, I haven't done it fully, but like I do, I would love to try it. 
And then Rue was like, oh my God, what a great concept for a show, like drag queen mediums. Uh, and then Tyler chimed in with what his drag name would be. Mr. Period. And no one got it. And then he's like, no, it's like, get it? Mr. Period. I know. <laughs> I wouldn't expect that from Tyler Henry. Um, Tyler Henry for judge next year? You, you never know. Whenever someone pops onto What's the Tea, I always feel like it could happen. Oh, speaking of which, I just want to briefly... Another Christmas miracle this week <laughs> was if you were looking the internet. And I, I don't want to spoil... Let's not spoil it, but we saw a little more of Gaga on RuPaul's Drag Race. Ooh, yeah. And it was really, 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 really good. Like, I stopped breathing. Did you even watch it? I know what happens. I didn't watch it with the audio on. But I do want to say, if you have seen it, my comment on Come Through Queen a few weeks ago, where I said Gaga looked more drag than Gaga. You're going into spoiler zone, idiot. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm, that's a message for those who have seen it. He loves to pat his own back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back with our shows. All right, we're back. And it's time to fly down to... Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport. and Which we will be returning to shortly. For what? Beverly Hills. Oh! <laughs> Actually, no, they were at the DeKalb County Airport because they flew private. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. <laughs> anyway, we're down in Atlanta. So we're amid this whole um, Portia candy allegations thing well we're kind of just like responding to last week's sit down with candy and Portia. right and we're in two different camps <laughs> um we've got team candy at candy's compound which i have some insight into where all these houses are located and it's crazy that they're all friends proximity wise well it's a show but um, <laughs> and then half is there and then half is with Portia and lauren yeah Portia's sister mm -hmm. So, at Candy's compound is Sheree, Cynthia, and Kenya, drinking out of red Solo cups. Mm -hmm. um, they're talking about it, talking about it. Shamia shows up. They're all looking for Candy's sex dungeon. <laughs> you probably have to, like, pull the right book in the bookcase. Oh, my God. Do you believe that she has one? Uh, mm, the house is big enough that you probably, like, wouldn't be able to easily find it. But I think, like, if she had one, she would, like, include honest, it as part of the, like, Candy Coated Knights brand. Like, um, Carlton. Mm, yeah. It wasn't a sex dungeon, but it was definitely, like, a sexy room. That whole house was, like, a sex dungeon. Yeah, but remember <laughs> when she was, like, getting ready to install, like, a sexy room? <laughs> and they ended up divorcing. Just, they, like, I, that was just in the news, like, a few weeks ago, I want to say. Oh. They split, yeah. Sad. I know, we didn't report that. Maybe that was last week with P. I was a little frazzled. <laughs> oh, yeah, when P was here alone. <laughs> Scary. Um, um, yeah. And so Portia blames it on the Henny. <laughs> <laughs> which, which immediately brought images of Stacey Lane Matthews in my head. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> have you ever, like, had, had Henny? Henny? No. I have once at a paper magazine, like, their Nightlife oh. Awards. The Paper Magazine always has like a, the strangest signature cocktail. Yeah. So this one was like Henny. And, <laughs> <laughs> Henny. And like, let me tell you, it is a weird 
drunk to be. Mm -hmm. It's not quite like anything else. Okay. Um, I like gave my business card to Carmen Carrera that night. Oh yeah, she shows up to a lot of things. Yeah, so Portia blames it on the henny. <laughs> there was a charade line that shook me to the core during in uh, Candy Compound. I think it was in her confessionals okay. when she said, "Quote: I would have never pictured Portia as a carpet muncher." Oh, unquote. Yeah. That was crazy. But then also Portia. I guess she brought it up at the 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 lunch, but then they didn't air it until this week, where Portia ups the whole allegations to saying that Candy and Todd planned on drugging Portia and Shamia. Oh yeah, like they saved it for this week, which was genius. And like makes things like this is that's a that's serious allegation. A crime. Like, <laughs> maybe one of the most serious allegations that we've seen on one of these shows. Yeah. So I think it really justifies Candy's reaction right so before we like start talking about them planning the trip and yada 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 i do want to focus on phaedra okay when phaedra gets like a solo scene where it's just her off doing something weird and so specifically phaedra yeah usually i hate those scenes for any other housewife in like history or erica or erica but um but Phaedra going to that church to like meet with that group of pastors for some reason brought me like so much joy. Yeah. That like she has spin-off potential. Yeah, certain housewives can carry a scene by themselves and certain ones cannot. Yes. Um The whole Hawaii trip came I, I guess Candy and Todd were assigned the announcement of this trip because it was so unnatural. Those two are not actors. Oh, yeah. That was weird. Todd's like, we need to get away. Why don't we go to Hawaii? <laughs> um, we should do a whole deep dive one time on, like, <laughs> the worst actors out of, like, Real Housewives. <laughs> because there are some key players there. Like, them two, Cynthia. I've said it here once and again. Cynthia's the worst actor. <laughs> um, we get a scene with... Kenya's brother, who, like, didn't even know she had a brother? Yes, and they're at a restaurant very close to my mother's house. Ooh, and I been? noticed that because she ordered something called the Queen of Sandy Springs. You're familiar with the Queen of Sandy Springs? Well, Sandy Springs is, like, just right across the river from where my mom lives. Okay. And, yeah. It's a very nice place. They rec very recently got, like, their own township. They used to be included in Atlanta. Mm -mm. Um, yeah, but I didn't know she had a brother either. Yeah, surprise, bitch. <laughs> um, um, Peter gets to go to Maui because he has he holds a peach. Well, yeah, that's like Bob gets to go, Peter gets no, to go. No, but Bob going and Peter going are two different situations. I guess. Like Bob, like even though we've heard reports that, um, <laughs> even though we have heard reports that Bob and Sheree are not actually together. Like, well, as we will see next week. Oh. Hold it for a moment. <laughs> put, a, put a pin in that because I could not believe what happened. But um, at least he has like a legitimate reason. Right. Peter like just finalized divorce with, with Cynthia. I support it. Um, but they to invite them, they all go to this like weird restaurant in downtown Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And Candy ordered a fish taco, which I made a point to write that down because of like the whole yeah. connotation of everything. Um, and did you notice that Phaedra and Candy were wearing matching outfits at that lunch? No. Very similar, like, 
denim-y button-up tops with like a mm. vertical stripe. Yeah. Um. Should we talk about just? Should we just get to Hawaii? Sure. Or the way to Hawaii where Sheree cuts it so close mm. getting to flights. Me. I hate that. I'm yeah. like, I need to leave for the airport three hours before time. Well, the, the irony <coughs> is I like love an airport luxuriating moment, like having a sit down meal. Well, if it's nice. Browsing. Yeah. JFK is like a great airport to go and hang out in. I've never flown in or out of JFK. Really? Only LaGuardia ordered Newark. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but Alex is the one who's in charge of getting us to the airport because if it was up to me, I would get there like right as we're supposed to board. My sister Casey, like it's like cuts it so close, it's so stressful. Um. Anyways, yeah, Sheree is the same, one in the same. <laughs> My sister. Um, <laughs> once we're in Hawaii, we get one of those like nice little shows that you always see on these shows, <laughs> and Kenya yells twirl, twirl, twirl. I just want to jump back to Sheree real quick. When she was rolling her luggage, I was praying that Marlo was like curled up in a ball in her luggage. Oh yeah, Marlo's not here. I know. She's been a big enough player this season that I feel like she should be. I feel like if Sheree was not bringing Bob, she would Marlo have brought Marlo. Would have been able to come. God, I'm still thinking back to like her making her way from the campsite to the cabins <laughs> in like the middle by of the herself night. in the middle of the road. Um, let's get to the dinner. Because finally they all sit down for like a midnight. This was psychotic. First um, of all, it was local time, like 10, 1030. Yeah. Like Atlanta time, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all exhausted. They've been traveling all day yet. Decide to sit down for like this nice dinner. Yeah. Like wardrobe change, makeup, everything. And then it all comes out. Portia bring like stomps in. It was very Jill Zarin, um, Lisa Renna, surprise, hi. And she brings Todd. Oh, yeah. She, nobody nobody had known that she was going to bring her Todd. Yeah. And Which she, I thought they were over. I'm so confused. I know. And then she calls Candy's Todd toddler to differentiate <laughs> them. <laughs> and um, Sheree is in charge of stirring the pot. Yeah, Sheree, like, everyone's just being quiet, and Sheree's like, everyone's not gelling. And then, it happens. I mean, like, I don't, we already talked about, like, the accusations. It's a big blowout fight. The thing that shook me to the core was, it's not a reunion yet, but Candy's already bringing out printouts with receipts receipts of text text messages. messages. And they're fully color- she did not. She spared no expense. She spared no expense. It looked like a good like paper stock. Mm. Yeah, they were folded like nicely. Like resume paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And yeah, it's just like crazy, and it's going to continue till next week. Uh, you mentioned before that they were erasing erasing bisexuality, but someone said that she's putting the B in LGBT. Oh, I think that was Sheree. Yeah, probably. Um, and then Peter was being a creep, like. Saying how if Portia was hitting on uh, Cynthia and Peter, like he would have taken care of business and made it a threesome. That's so creepy. And yeah. why are they still giving him confessionals? I know. But the preview, some of the craziest domestic violence stuff we've ever seen on one of these shows. 
Oh my god. If anyone's still on T-Ball after this... You're over. You're over. What are you wearing to the Bob is over. Um, I think that's it for... I mean, like, I thought this was going to be a shitty episode because it's like the lead up to the vacation. Mm-hmm. They squeezed in a little... A little a bit little... of Monaco in my life. <laughs> so let's actually fly east from Hawaii east. to LAX. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my geography is all wrong. <laughs> we could right go now. west, but it would be a much longer trip. Yeah. Uh, so we'll fly to LAX for some pump. Yeah, sir. So Sheena keeps comparing her and Shay to everyone's relationships, which is so rude of the producers. I know. Like, she's acting so holier than thou. Um, we learn Gibson is an emotional support dog for duty. She, like, paid $79 to get a certificate so that she could bring him everywhere. Is that how that works in L.A.? Did Lisa apply for that? For Jiggy and Harrison, and Harrison, because that always freaked me out. Like the dogs in the restaurants. Ugh. Well, I bet you know my take on that. Well, yeah, you you just hate dogs, and you have said some bad things about dogs in well, this home. I'm allergic to dogs, <laughs> and like people just bringing them everywhere is a, is an attack on me. A personal attack. <laughs> um. So that's that, and then uh, okay, Cupid. Stassi's signing up for OK Cupid, and she's like brainstorming with Duty. Is her name Doty or Duty? I, I kind of like my own pronunciation. Okay, but Stassi's dating profile says wine brunch by dogs, murder, ghosts, aliens, and ranch. <laughs> Which kind of sounds like one-time popular girl Ali Churchwell. <laughs> <sighs> um, after that. And then I noticed on Twitter.com that Dylan Sprouse, one of the Sprouse brothers, really loves Ranch, too. I started tweeting at Stassi saying that she should date him. And I, like, want it to happen. You're trying to be a little matchmaker. I should. I'm, the, ne- Patty Stanger. I'm the next Patty Stanger. Um, well, they eventually go... He, she goes on some date with some dude who's, like, younger than her, which has got to be pretty young, because she's only mid-20s, I want to say. Yeah, I dozed off during that part. The one thing I had to say... I mean, the date was a flop, but... That that guy was amateur hour holding a white wine glass like by the glass rather than the stem, which is a no no an amateur move because your wine, wine gets warm quicker. Hello, hello. <laughs> as her senior, I mean, as his senior, she should have helped him out with that. Yeah, how do you feel about the whole like Tom and Ariana asking? Not Tom and Ariana. Tom and Katie asking Lisa things uh, to be their uh i almost said escort of eminent officiants <laughs> well uh, they're asking her to be their officiant but schwartz keeps saying ordain my wedding <laughs> ordain my wedding oh that beautiful idiot so he i mean i guess it was like cute that they had that little messenger come up but for them to be present as he arrived right you're supposed like, to weird. like send them um and then I liked how she just, like, laid down the law. Mm. And you can tell this is just, like, to get the audience on board with them. So at the end of the at the end of the season, we can have, like, a wedding without everyone being, like, they obviously shouldn't be together. So now they're going on their, like, little couples therapy journey together after Lisa was like, I'm not doing it unless you get yeah. better. I have so many random comments for this episode. 
Uh, it was such a mishmash of an episode. Yeah, it was a, I mean, like, I miss New Orleans. Like, Lisa and Ariana went horseback riding? Oh, yeah. Horse girl. <laughs> um, Schwartz and Katie had some scene, I guess, after the Lisa meeting where they were eating takeout pasta, which takeout pasta doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Like, you could so easily just make pasta for yourself. Right, but if it's like if it's like nice pasta, like it's something different that you can't necessarily do easily, it makes sense. Yeah, I guess so. But I just feel like pasta. Not kind of all thing. of us are Italian. We don't know our way around the seven fishes <laughs> and the King's Day. <laughs> um, the photo shoot. Yeah, let's just go there <laughs> uh, because there was so much. Like, there was a beach trip that was weird, and like. Ugh, Ariana was trying to get me to like her, and uh, I don't like the fact that I'm coming around on her. That's what I'm saying. Trying to get me to like her, I don't like that she's trying so hard. But she's slowly succeeding. I know that's my point. <laughs> no, but it's not only the trying, but the 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 success of it all is bothering me, uh, especially when she dragged Stassi last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing before the photo shoot, Sandoval like was really trying to get Schwartz like fully nude for the spray tan. Oh yeah. Um. So we finally get to the photo shoots. Um, Sheena and Katie make up. Schwartz there for some reason. Schwartz is in the photo shoot. He now. worked at Pump for all of fifteen minutes. Um, he looked really good in that pink pump shirt though years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. but it- he now has a dad bod since then, I want to say. That's true, but he still would have looked good. It's like, yeah. the thing about it was like the chest to like <laughs> shirt ratio or something. Uh, Jax makes a great point in his confessional. Uh, he says, sir, should use these photos to update the website. It still has Stassi and Kristen on the website. I say keep Stassi and Kristen on. What? Biggest stars. What are they using these photos for? I think they make shirts out of some of them. The photos? I've seen like a graphic tee with like a something. I think there might be a calendar that you can buy at like the Sir gift shop. I would hang a print of the final Last Supper shot. I would hang a print from Sheena's wedding to <laughs> Shay Shay. <laughs> but I, I do want to point out from the, the Last Supper shot, <clears throat> Brittany was seated at the right hand of Lisa Vanderpump. She's the Judas. <laughs> Judah, Judah. But like, what a prime position for, for Brittany, employed for less than a year. True. Um, but like, Lisa doesn't even care about her children. They were like way, like stage left. <laughs> um, Tom Schwartz at one point called Sandoval a twink. Oh, I thought he was referring to someone else as a twink. He still used the term twink, mm. which further backs up our theory that maybe when he was saying that he's, our, part, of he's part of our community, he meant it. There was that one weird shot where like all the girls were dressed like they were going to a funeral, like standing around a dead pig. I liked it. <laughs> that should be the, the, sh- the print that you hang up. <laughs> like pretty little liars. Um, then like while all that was going on, Saucy and Kristen were just having a lunch where they were drinking Arnold Palmer's and vodka, which sounded really good. Hmm. Do you have anything else for this episode? It was a it was a mosh, a mish. Yeah, a mish mosh. Uh, I mean, Lisa had the Ariana Grande hair for the her shots. The Lala hair. Uh, Guillermo and Natalie 
were really pushed out to the side during the last supper shot. I know. Which is rude as like partners. They own fifth, 49%? Um, yeah. Yeah, probably. Wait, what was the point that Camille made all those years ago? Was it that Lisa owned 49% or Lisa owned 51%? Maybe she owns 49%. Okay. But she like calls the creative shots. Yeah. Well, because like she's the the name, the face. The Um, body. And then next week is, I want to say part one of two season finale. Oh, it's the part one of the wedding. Yeah. I think that's the season finale. Yeah, I know someone who's at the wedding. Maybe I can get their thoughts. Shut up. Someone I know worked production. Oh, I thought you meant like a guest. Yes, I know about the production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but so she was at the Wednesday wedding. I know, but if she's part of production, she can't like... Scoop. Speak. Sad. Uh, but but James is back. Well, Ms. Kent is back. Oh, yeah. And like at the end of this episode, Lisa ended up fixing Tom and Katie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she realized a Jesus complex. Um... <sighs> So let's hop in a lift. Yeah, let's hop in a lift. Use promo code QUEEN for 10% off your ride now. (laughs) One day. (laughs) That was one of those things where I saw in your face that you legitimately cracked yourself up. (laughs) (laughs) Right after I cracked my PBR. Um, Um... or get on a bicycle. We need to save as much of our environment as we can when we still can. Mm-hmm. While we still can. A bike chair. Yeah, get in a <laughs> get on a city bike. What's the LA equivalent? I don't know. Uh, we kind of get a rehashing of the Carney catastrophe. Yeah, because it's like the morning. It's the morning after, right? Yeah, it's the morning after. The, the scene I was most interested in was the sisterhood of Erica and Eileen at a coffee shop. Right. Yeah. So we have three different groups, right, or two mm-hmm. different groups? Mm-hmm. Three. I wasn't paying four, maybe even. It maybe was, I think Lisa Run is just like talking to herself in her house. Just like walking around, talk, like Mama Elsa. Lonely how? No, because it's it's Kyle and Dorit. Erica and Eileen, Lisa and Ken Todd. Oh, on like the hill. On the hill. Looking out. The hills have eyes. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing to say really. <laughs> yeah, I like noticed like Dorit called Kim a rock star. Oh yeah, Kim, Kim was a rock star last um, night. Um, which was good. Eileen and Erica were praising Rinna. Um, I yeah, do nothing s- happened. I do want to say Dorit has done a good job of... Walking it back. Walking it back, but also really ingratiating herself as like a season one. Like she feels like she's been there for. The key is to get in with someone like Kyle. Yeah. Who loves the attention, lives for the applause. And is like a centerpiece. And is a mainstay. Yeah. Um, Because you can't get in with like, I guess she was already in with Vanderpump, but like Vanderpump's hard to like get in with Mm. because she'll throw you to the wolves afterwards and you won't start running the pack <laughs> um, let's, should we just jump over to the oh, Kyle I mean too for the fat Jewish party so Kyle is responsible for explaining to the audience who the fat Jewish is and what Instagram is oh my god it's so like everything about the scene like Kyle has had some for the first time in years some like Good episodes, good scenes. Yeah, like everything that happened with her and Erica was great. Like in Mexico, she was like on her best behavior. And everyone felt bad for her because Rena actually did say that her sister was near death. 
And this is corny Kyle at her best or worst, however you see it. They're promoting like he has he's had this white girl rose out for a while, but now he has like a, a new book? a book, but also like a canned rose called like Babe Rose. And like they were all drinking the rose like with straws out of the bottle. Well, Kyle loves funny people. So that's why she loves the fat Jewish. And then she comes up with the funniest idea. Call Lisa Renna and ask why she's not coming to the party because we just saw her post photos on social media of her shopping. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> it's like so... Like, Atlanta are like the funniest women. And then like New York. And then there's Kyle. <laughs> I would say... Well, like, are you actually praising Kyle or not? No, I'm not praising her. Oh, okay, because Atlanta's the funniest, New York's the second funniest, and then... And then, like, at the bottom is is Kyle. (laughs) Who would you say the third funniest group is? I think it was Miami, maybe? Oh, yeah, Miami's really funny. Yeah. Because OC's not funny. And um, Dallas is a certain kind of funny... Yeah, Dallas isn't really that funny. It's like a silly, goofy funny. You know what scene I remember? Sorry, this is just a little bit of a tangent. (laughs) Do you remember when Brandy got like really, really, really drunk and was doing somersaults on the table in the the lake house in Austin? It reminded me of a certain night that we all shared together recently. Oh my god. Do you know which night I'm talking about? I think so. <laughs> Was I not particularly sharing that night? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I only noticed this during my second viewing of this episode. Because the first viewing I burned my hand cooking last night. So I wasn't fully paying attention. But tonight it's I noticed. Did you notice Kyle's daughter was like lurking in the shadows all episode? Like standing behind Kyle. The, like the mopiest daughter of them all, Sophia. The, the one who's right above New Portia. The one that, yeah, the one that she brought to New York. And I was no, like, where was she? She was like literally behind her mom, like as she was talking to the fat Jewish. Weird. And if that was Amelia Bedelia, I would have been like screaming and hooting and hollering. This daughter, I, I didn't even notice. Just want to point that out. <laughs> Sad. Um... I, I just want to move on from the scene. And more, more happened, but like I just didn't like any of it. Wait, I have a couple points. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dorit fell out of the car <laughs> yeah. on the way in, which is funny because there were paparazzi there. Number two, have you noticed that Camille and Eileen have been arriving together a lot of places? This was either the second or third party that they've arrived together to. Because Malibu? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But I want to say, like, earlier this season, I, I was getting a little excited when Camille, Camille pop up. But like at this point, it's like, cause that cares? first episode she was on, they gave her like confessionals and you thought that she was going to be like in, but I like seeing her shining happy face. Yeah, But you can't just show up and do nothing. She's getting a fucking paycheck for that. Like go to Hong Kong. Would it kill you? They should have sent Carney to Hong Kong. Oh my God. I, I know Carney this episode. Okay. No, uh, just a couple more points about the party. Mauricio, the nerve to wear that agency hat and the nerve for it to be bright red. I was triggered from the election. Oh um, uh, I wanted to point out Erica. I mean, yeah, Erica inviting her sister Eileen to Hong Kong. That was amazing. Amazing. The crown 
is maybe not so heavy after all. I know, because somebody's <laughs> been working out. Someone's got a plane <laughs> that will carry that crown across international seas. Um, Kyle visiting Kim's condo? Yeah. <laughs> so some, some voices on Twitter are hooting and hollering over the fact that, like, this is not impressive of Kim to be, like, living here. I think it suits her fine. She is an empty nester. Like, what else is she going to do? Live in a fucking mansion? Yeah, she's going to get a little Chateau Charest. My mom is a single woman and lives in a condo. A single mother with an empty nest. Less upkeep? Yeah. What do you need all those rooms for? And I will say, and I know that there are a lot of people who don't like Kim. I'm not necessarily, like, anti-Kim and I'm not necessarily pro-Kim, but the entranceway looked good. The floors <laughs> looked nice. <laughs> don't scratch the floors. <laughs> They looked new. It looked like she was taking care of it. She had a little turtle statuette on the mm. stoop. Good vibes from good, the turtle good vibes. Turtle vibes. Um, turtle power. Let's talk about Georgia? Georgia. Okay. Well, you are you are the. I'm an expert. You're the expert. Right away when they touched on Georgia, Erica Jane all of a sudden has her southern accent back in a big way, and it's I the air. I love it. Is that like you when you touch down? Yeah. You should hear my drawl. Um, <laughs> like we said with Phaedra, there are a few housewives who can pull off these like mm. solo scenes. But did you did you notice, was there any other, like, did anyone else have scenes during a For the last Eric, 15 minutes? For the last 15 minutes? No. no. It was like Kyle's, co- Kim's condo and then. They gave it all to Erica because she's a star. That's true. Oh no, they did have another scene. I'm Hill. sorry. It was Vanderpump with Ken Todd and Renna with the eyelashes. That was oh, interspersed. That was so dumb. Um, <laughs> but Erica's a star. Um, I noticed she didn't bring Mikey this time. She brought other two other gays. That's good. It's like nice for her to give other gays a chance to yeah, shine. Yeah, put a spotlight on some other gays. <laughs> really <laughs> supporting the LGBT community. Um, her mom was a queen wearing the Pat the Push shirt. Yeah. Supporting her daughter. I hope she wore that all around Conyers, Georgia, and people were like, what? To the to the cemetery. No, she didn't wear that. <laughs> she definitely wore it to her play rehearsal. Yeah, true. I can't I cannot wait to see the play. I like that she's a star in her own right. Oh wait, are we gonna see the play? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> didn't Erica go down there to like watch the play? So maybe we'll get like a shot of it. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it just seemed like in the preview for next week we were like deep into Hong Kong. Oh yeah, you're right. Sad. They should have all just taken a trip to Conyers. <laughs> well, I mean, Eileen almost came apparently. So, uh, anything else for Beverly Hills? Um, no. Okay, let's take a quick break, and we will pick up with the deep dive to end all deep dives. New York season nine trailer. All right. This season nine Real Housewives of New York City trailer. A warm blanket has come back upon me. Um, I want to start off by saying I follow um, a reporter on People. Shout out to Dave. Who? It's not like he listens to this. Maybe he does. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> He announced like early Monday morning that like stay tuned. I have some housewives news coming up at it was like either ten or eleven a.m. 
10. 10. And I responded to him, like, within seconds saying, it's a New York trailer. <laughs> and he didn't respond to me. I was hoping it would be the Dallas trailer. But that makes no sense. <laughs> we know. actually talked about it before the trailer came out. We were like, Dallas, it's not going to be Dallas. Like, we need a temple. Um, I was... Just on this on the Ellis, I for some reason was looking at gifts of Leanne Locken today and laughing my ass off. She's your close personal friend. My close personal friend. Um, I want so, her to cut me like a fish. So 10 a.m. comes along. And I was like out of commission for a few hours. Can I just say we just watched it again like an hour ago and Dan like had a stroke after seeing it for like the like hundredth time he still couldn't get over it what it is was the use of that classical music song like in the hall of the ki- troll king or whatever it's called <laughs> which they use in the untucked season four trailer which is like one of my favorite trailers of all time as well like it's just such Adds such drama to it. It adds it adds like the sense of chaos. Yes, which is like what I look for in these shows. New York is chaotic because the women are so good at their jobs that they don't stay mad too long, so we're always on to the next issue. And it's so natural. And it's so natural. Nothing in this is unnatural. Right. Um, so I think We're gonna listen to Yeah, Neely who we've heard from before, had a very similar reaction uh, to this trailer as us. So let's take a listen to what she has to say. Hi, Dan. Hi, Brendan. It's Neely P. Coming at you straight from um, the Holland Tunnel. I took my easy pass to get here to Sonia's Vagina. Um, But really, I have been on such a high watching this New York um, preview. I've watched it probably like 10 times since yesterday and being on such a high reminded me of, you know, my favorite New York couple, um, Dorenda and John, you know, dry cleaner to the stars. And it made me realize like, where the hell was John? We saw Tom, um, I'm pretty sure we saw Bobby's like elbow in that scene with Jill, and we saw, you know, Sonia and random man at the table with her. But no John, who was, you know, such a heavy player, especially at the beginning of of last year's season. So just wondering if you think that Dorenda is keeping him out of um, the spotlight this year because of, you know, all of... Um, you know, all, all of the accusations about the cocaine, or if you just think it was cut this way and we're going to get plenty of, plenty of sweaty John on camera. Cause that's, I mean, that's what I, that's what I want about my scenes with Dorenda. I want a sweaty John in the background being unwell, looking like he's about to fight with a lady. That's, that's what I signed up for. Um, so just want to get your thoughts on that. Where's John, um, God, this season, I cannot wait. It looks amazing. Dorinda's already killing me. Um, I might, she might actually overtake Sonia as my favorite New York housewife. So that's exciting. Tune in for that. But um, yeah, just want to get your thoughts on John. Um, have a great week, guys. Say hi to Alex. Bye. Thank you, Neely. Thank you, Neils, Queen of Pittsburgh. Yes. Um... <laughs> 
I do want to respond to her question. Where's John? I just think he's not a plot point this season. If you tune into Dorinda's social media presence, which I... Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. She's the only housewife I follow. On, like, Snapchat. All Snapchat. Follow her daughter's Snapchat. I don't follow the daughter. But <laughs> I follow everyone else. I follow her on Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You see plenty of John. There's no trouble in paradise there. There is none. I yeah. heard a rumor that they're engaged. <gasps> I don't know where Ooh, I I think we reported on that. <laughs> Did we? I think so. Like, it was kind of... Remember how it was kind of like... Very nonchalant how she was talking about it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Maybe they're saving it for, like, the show. Father John... Show. Father John, Father John is here. Father John Medician. Dorinda's gonna get her wedding dress from, like, a leftover at St. No. Paulette's. Madame Paulette's. <laughs> someone, a wedding dress someone forgot at Madame Paulette's. <laughs> like, Luann left her dry cleaning and... Man, that reminds me. I left dry cleaning somewhere like two weeks ago, and I still haven't gotten it back. Oh, I have to go to LensCrafters to get some contacts. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I John's here. He's just not a plot point. I'm not worried. We only had like a few minutes to squeeze in plenty of stuff in that trailer. And we had a new wife. A new wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think it makes sense for us to start from the very beginning of the trailer. It's monumental. We have to... So you guys, we're going to go sort of like, it's only two minutes long, so we're going to go sort of like point by point. And we want to thank Joe Reed, former guest, former guest, excellent guest, who we can't wait to have back during Drag Race. And New York. And New York. It's going to be really the perfect storm. Um, Screaming, crying, perfect storm. (laughs) But he, he did exactly what I was planning on doing for this episode, which is breaking down the trailer scene by scene. So he gave us an outline for this episode, so thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joseph. Um, We start off classic Ramonia, the perfect way to start off this trailer. Because, like, last season they were, like, kind of not friends. Classic Brendaniel. (laughs) (laughs) Brendaniel. It's a monumentous occasion. No, it's... <laughs> or it's a momentum. <laughs> Monumental. Like, this is actually something that I could see us being, like, drunk on the street and... And I'm definitely the Ramona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hamming it up for the camera. <laughs> um, so it's glad to see that they're on good terms. Though later in the trailer, we see that, like, they're fighting a little bit. So right. I'm concerned. Uh, so... Sonia in her iconic kitchen. <laughs> the same kitchen where she entertains Cindy Barshop. <laughs> and I will say, I want to defend Sonia here. Cindy Barshop was rude back in season four, <laughs> taking, a, taking a call during a breakfast. You don't do that, Lady Morgan's estate. There is a pecking order. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that man at the I breakfast I don't know, table? but like, if you notice, there's another cup. Is that Tinsley's cup? She's talking to somebody about this. Right. The fact that... Okay, well, Tinsley, we learn, has taken up residence. I have a theory that it's Tinsley on the other side of the island. Mm-hmm. This guy knows Tinsley, so that's why he's, like, confused. And um, Sonia's talking about another situation, yeah, not this guy. Yeah, that makes sense. Because he's really dressed up. She's in her nightgown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's only 1 p.m. So she- <laughs> there's also another clue is that there's a poinsettia in the background, so it's already the holiday season. Ooh, you are really a, a little super <laughs> Get on your feet. 
Um, so this is like, if it's already the holiday season, this is midway through filming, even though it's like a scene. Because they just wrapped like a couple weeks ago. Early filming, maybe. I think they started probably, I don't know when they would have started. I don't know. Should we move on? Um, <laughs> Bethany and Sonia are friends again. Yeah. They have several moments in this trailer where they are getting along, it seems like, perfectly. Yeah, because Bethany seemed to try to be curing Sonia in seasons past. She says, you're like a curator (laughs) of cock, which I actually want to address after we talk about the next next moment, which which is is Jill Jill Zarin. Which a lot of the internet was hooting and hollering over. It was the headline for every single piece about the trailer but it was like eh. yeah it was well like there's no context we know who she's talking to what she's talking about and we learned that it's just one episode so don't get too excited right and i i have this i have a few things to say i have a i have a scoop yeah i know i was in a second but i miss like her like iconic bang Oh no! Look, I like with this the look. super red hair. This look is no. The best she looks. Look. She looks great. But like, I miss like that iconic, like yeah. super New York like look that she used to have. But my scoop is so. <laughs> I, I did I bring this to your attention? Yeah, I I showed you Lisa Wexler's tweet. No, Alex did. Oh. <laughs> He's our EP. <laughs> you always take credit for his work. Oh my god. Um, so Alex showed me the tweet from Lisa Wexler saying that Jill was going to be on her show um, the next day. Or maybe it was that the day. The day of. It was the day of. The day of. It, it, it's like such a blur. That day felt like <laughs> <laughs> um, a week. So I decided, she was like, oh, it'll happen at 4 p.m. So I decided, I look at my clock and it's 4.30 by the time I, like, remember it. Mm. I was like, oh, I probably missed it. But I decided to, like, try anyways. I go to, like, the crappy website for, like, the Connecticut. The Bruto website. The Connecticut, like, radio station that she's housed on. I mean, the Come Through Queen website, definitely far superior. Yeah, it, like, I click on play. It, like, takes a full minute till it starts playing. (laughs) Um... And it's Lisa talking to Jill, someone from PETA first. Ooh. <laughs> she's like a PETA stand for some reason. But anyways, then I learned in that interview, she's like, oh, let's bring in something a little more light. And so I came in at the perfect time to hear wow. Jill. Few scoops. So Lisa does not like the cussing in the trailer. Uh, and she life. said that there's one particular loud mouth who needs their mouth washed out with soap, but she's not going to name any names. Who's the loud mouth? It's obviously Bethany. And then they transition to talking about how Bethany and Ali Shapiro the night before were on the same private jet. Like, I guess there's a service where you can be a passenger on a private jet for a certain like subscription fee or whatever. To go out to the Hamptons. No, from Miami to, um, what's it called? New York. Yeah, yeah. Because apparently Bethany was in Miami. I read a blind item about how she's trying to get something. Okay, I'll post the blind item somewhere. But, um, (laughs) so they apparently, like, got along because they've always liked each other. Another scoop. Lisa Wexler, I, like, sort of learned is, like, not a good person. She was just, like, talking a lot of crap. She talked crap about Alex McCord. (gasps) Oh. Because How dare you? Jill was like, Alex just got her PhD in psychology, and Lisa was like, 
well, do you remember when Alex like let them film her kids' therapy session back in earlier seasons? Like Get that's away. so gross. They're gonna they're gonna remember that and look back on this and like hit, resent their mom for that and yada yada yada. I want to say Alex is probably one of like the best mothers <laughs> on these shows in the world. <laughs> in the world, <laughs> no. She's just like like very sweet with them, like. She was posting some photos of them, like, having their first day of school in Australia. They look like a happy family. And, like, they've moved on from this. Happy wife, happy life. Well, she's no longer trying to do, like, vlogging about the show. Yeah. Which was, like, a dark period for her. Like, that's essentially what we're doing, so... Yeah, but we... <laughs> this is our dark period. We were never on the show. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, Sony's got a new house guest. Tinsley Mortimer. Were you aware of Tinsley Mortimer? Like, I knew of her. I feel like I was more aware being a New York queen. Yeah, and you're a little older. (laughs) (laughs) She really came that way. Um, But she also had, like, a short-lived CW show. show, High Society. And was that at the same time she was on Gossip Girl briefly? No. High Society, I think, like, predated Gossip Girl. I could be wrong, though. She probably got the, like cameo on gossip girl because that was also a cw show Mm, mm, mm. um so far she seems boring to me but we'll Mm. wait and see yeah i don't have she stole lou's plot point from last year she what she stole lou's plot from last year living with sonia yeah i want to say like jules had more interesting scenes in like last year's trailer than tinsley did jules was also our sister she is our sister. May she rest in peace. Wait, did we? We probably talked about this in the past. Remember when you like discovered, like in someone's Instagram account from three years ago? Jules? Oh my god! It wasn't even. It was like okay, so like five years ago, the gay guy who we're going to talk about a little later because he's a part of either our freak or the queen. No, the freak. I know. Um, <laughs> the gay guy from Summer House. I was like, I'm really interested in like. A gay person who's on a reality show who's around our age-ish. He's probably a little younger. Who... Yeah, definitely younger than me. <laughs> who, like, li- has lived in New York a while because, like, I feel like a lot of gay people know each other in mm-hmm. some sort of way. So I was, like, curious and I was looking far yeah. down in his Instagram. It's not that hard to get through someone's Instagram on a, like, if you're browsing Ooh, desktop. You just, got, you just gotta be careful. You just gotta scroll. So I find a photo from of him from, like... <laughs> It was like 2013 or something with Jules Weinstein. And I was like, what the? Like, both of them went on to be Bravo stars in quotes. Born born to be stars. Born this way. Can we talk about Bethany in a cat costume (laughs) in the middle of the day in her apartment when Carol and Ramona are both dressed in civilian clothes? (laughs) Are we reporting live from Halloween? She's wearing a Jules Weinstein wig. Yeah, yes. Um, and then she's talking about Tinsley and like how she sort of had, she was a socialite who sort of had yeah. a downfall. She's giving like the, the scoop for us who don't know. To the community, is. yes. Uh, Bethany meeting Tom, which I forgot that they actually did not interact last season. I thought that was, okay, I'm going to preface this with, 
Bethany, I think, is softening her image this season. Mm-hmm. And I thought that moment was sort of cute. Yes. Yeah. There was nothing in this trailer that made me hate Bethany. Right. It seems like she's making a concerted effort to come across as like her old cool self. My suggestion to her, which this probably already wrapped, is, is marry Eric Stone Street. Yeah, first. <laughs> Step one, marriage, Eric Stone Street. Step two, you have to be friends with someone other than Carol. Correct. Because you seem like a mean, popular girl if you're only friends with Carol. And same advice to Carol. Like, befriend Dorinda. You guys have already bonded. Well, we already know there's a sisterhood there. Right, they went to the women's march together. Exactly. Which we didn't get a scene of. Uh, But I feel like it is going to be filmed. I think it's going to be like... It's going to be almost the end of uh, Carol's election arc. Mm-mm-mm. Like, she's, like, found yeah, yeah, new yeah. power and, yeah. Yes. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, then we're talking about Tom. Full out. Um, trying to get Luann to not marry him. <gasps> Bethany crying to Luann. I was surprised by how genuine this seemed. Yeah, but, like, nothing's really genuine with her. But it was great that she tried. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was a bigger Bethany hater than you. And now you're defending her. Why am I defending her? Because you're saying that it's like... Oh, not defending her. I mean, I'm defending her. I'm sorry. No, no. I think it's good. But, like, she's very calculated. Mm. And she knows what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Honey. Uh, maybe now is a good time for us to take a listen from P's Corner. P's Corner. He's crawled out of the corner. And can we say P? And everyone else, we love when you send us pieces of audio, but we need to keep them to a minute. And also keep it to one topic. <laughs> and keep it to one topic. Because P had a lot to say about everything that that we covered, but... And we, lo- we love hearing what he has to say, but we can't split it between... Atlanta, Vanderpump Rules, and the show as well. Maybe we can just, like, upload, like, P's Corner as a separate thing this a bonus. week. <laughs> yes, a bonus Jonas. Um, but okay, so let's take a listen here's to what P has to say. Hey, freaks, it's P. I was just giving my thoughts on this week in Bravo Land. Um, and I think you're, you're hearing what I'm about to talk about next. Which is my my fight song, and I believe your fight song, which is the Real Housewives of New York trailer, um, which gave us everything we've ever wanted to be given and more. I I just I'm so happy I'm so happy to see Dorinda scream not well, bitch. I'm so happy to hear Dorinda call Sonia's vagina the Holland Tunnel. I'm so... I cannot make heads or tails of who are friends and who are enemies here. It seems like Sonia and Dorinda hate each other, which I'm okay with. Um, It seems like Bethany is still my mortal enemy. I'm still casting spells for her demise. Um, And I'm fully excited to hear more from Tinsley. And I hope that you all feel exactly the same way. Um, and if you don't feel the same way, you're wrong. And I think that you should know that. I hope you have a lovely night. Bye. So it's 
Interesting to hear from P. Find it very interesting. One particular point he made. Mortal enemy. Bethany Frankel. Really? Who just last season, he was defending to us. We were sitting in this very kitchen. I was sitting in this very chair. Actually, no one guessed come. I used the stool. But (laughs) someone was sitting in this very chair defending Bethany. When we... The indefensible Bethany. (laughs) The indefensible Bethany. And if... If you like next year, all of a sudden, call her, call Lisa Rinna that your mortal enemy. I will crawl through this microphone <laughs> and, <laughs> and show drag you in this bitch. Show you what's what. Um, but thank you as always for that. Yeah, we always love to see you crawling out of the corner. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you on soon because I haven't seen you um, in a while. It's that one night. <laughs> um, okay. So, okay, oh, the Trump. We're at the election. Which is like the first time we're seeing housewives acknowledge politics and the current political climate. Aside from Real Houses of DC. Which I saw that scene. <laughs> Yes, I like. I actually posted a photo from it, and nobody interacted. I got no engagement because it was a photo of Cat from Real Housewives of DC showing up to like some healthcare event or something like that, dressed as Sarah Palin. So the Housewives of DC did delve into politics a little bit. Okay, but yes, we've never seen this from any of our major tent poles. Yeah, the tent, not from the tent poles. And oh, well, except. That's we're lying. Again. Oh yeah, the DNC in Atlanta. Yeah, and D, uh, last year they met with the Congress people. Yeah, but this it's not is, like this. This <laughs> is something. It's like we've never this seen is these Trumps America. We've never seen presidential politics. That's a Lacroix that he's yeah, popping open. Don't get it twisted. It's a Lacroix. It's sitting next to that PBR that you just drank. <laughs> um, you exposed me. No, but I'll be very interested to see how this is, how people react to this, because mm. a lot of Housewives fans, as we've yeah. noticed, as Andrew knows, are Trump checks. Um, and that's fine. Or no, it's not. No. <laughs> I don't think any come through Queen listeners are Trump checks. Yeah, we've made it clear. But also, this is come through Queen's impact because if we record, if we didn't record Red White and Come Through. Parts one and two, would they be including this in Real Houses of New York? Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> that actually sounds like something I would say. I know, I was thinking that to myself. Um, no, but we see we see Carol having a well, we see Bethany first being like, You need you talk about this twenty four seven, you just stop talking about it. And that's like totally something my family would probably say to me. <laughs> and then they like try to cut in Tinsley Mortimer freaking out over something to make it seem like she's talking about Trump's America, but I'm sure it's something else. She's obviously, she's talking about being arrested because she was stalking yeah. her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think before we get to the next section, might be the perfect time to hear from our last caller, Sam, who addresses uh, the trip, which we get to see in the trailer. From Olympia, Washington. From Olympia, Washington. So let's take a listen. This is Samuel from Olympia, Washington, and it is truly a momentous momentum and monumental occasion as we are now privy to the season nine preview of the Real Housewives of New York. And I just had a few thoughts I wanted to share with you guys. 
first and foremost, these women all look fantastic. Um, I stand true, and then I think that New York and Atlanta have the most beautiful women. Um, I know that that's probably offensive saying as a man, but I'm going to say anyways. Um, they, of course, open this preview with showcasing their faux sex positivity with Ramona saying to Carol how people are going to eat her for dinner and Sonia being pronounced the curator of cock by Bethany. Um, as much as I've grown tired of Bethany, she still pulls out a one-liners like no one's business. And surely that business is not John Modestian's Madame Paulette, as he is conspicuously missing from the season trailer. Hmm. Um, it looks like the ladies finally get to go to Mexico now that Bethany has stopped bleeding. Between Bethany's striking and making out with Sonia, this trip seems pretty low-key. There's a lot of screaming, which I, I'm always a fan of, but the best thing I've heard all year is, why don't you put an easy pass on that vagina with your Holland Tunnel? Good job, Dorinda. And just when you think she's done, we get the truly, truly amazing line, I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Truly, the show is a work of art. Uh, anyways, thanks, guys. Hope you have a lovely day. All right, thanks, Sam. It's great to hear from a new caller. Um, Bethany was able to get her trip. I like. It's surprising that like they postponed a trip. They brought the trip <laughs> from last year to this year. And but Sonia's allowed to go after all. I like it. And they also went to Mexico right after the Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills went to Mexico. Mm. Mm. Well, like they both had business reasons for going. I wish it would have been something like, like Beverly Hills goes, and then they like literally hand over their keys to the New York girls, <laughs> and we get it. Or like Bethany comes early to Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills trip, stays for a little bit, and then like they all leave, and all the New York girls come. But there's only one remaining member from the crossover episode. Yolanda, Brandy, and Kristen are all gone. Carol's the only one who remains from that Beverly Hills, New York crossover app. Oh my god, what remains? What remains? <laughs> no, but yeah. I mean, like, Bethany had the crossover app with oh, yeah. Beverly Erica Hills. Erica Jane, Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um, also, he talked about the fact that the trip seemed low-key, which I beg to differ. It seemed lit. It's, <laughs> the fam is lit. <laughs> we get Sonia drinking out of a pitcher of what seems to be Skinny Girl Margarita. And Luann ripping it from her clutches. I love that. Uh, and they're taking a shot of tequila, it looks like. At the factory that Sonia wasn't allowed to go to but last like, year. But Sonia's at the factory. Yeah. I, is the new sisterhood Bethany and Sonia? Because later they're kissing. <gasps> yeah. Because the sisterhood is not... Because Dorinda and Sonia are not getting along. You're right. I also know that we are... We have another trip, which I think some of the yelling scenes are from. The winery. It looks like a winery trip. I wonder if it's a Long Island winery. Well, there's that, but also we know that they went skiing. And there's like... They're wearing like sweaters. And there's like Bethany yelling in a log cabin. Mm. And there's Ramona and Lou playing ping pong and Ramona's wearing that hat. Well, this... Right after the, the Mexico trip is when the music ca- kicks in. Oh my God. Which is when I begin to lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and when Dorinda starts getting lit. And as Joe calls it, it starts to go delightfully bananas. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Thank you, Joe. Um, so, yeah, it goes delightfully bananas. Um, Dorinda's just yelling at everybody. Uh, 
there's some scenes where Ramona seems to have wisened up and removed the extensions, and then like you'll get an occasional screenshot. And the cowardly lion is back. (laughs) The cowardly lion is back. Um, That he's screaming, "I'm being abused right now." (laughs) Why? Yeah, that's in the log cabin. So I think they're skiing. Yeah. Dorinda says the now iconic line. Yes. I'm glad like Dorinda's getting an iconic. Well, she had the iconic line last year. I made it nice. But remember how her first season it was like her iconic line was not actually said by her, but about her. Which one was that? The what are you doing here without Dorinda? Right. But actually, you better back that shit up and back it up real quick. Became an iconic line within my family. You know how my family <laughs> like. <laughs> well, Brandon likes to go home. And repeat the same five words 100 times until his family is like forced into repeating it along with him. They like it. <laughs> yeah. And that, that wasn't actually me who started that. That was my Aunt Tammy. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tamski. That she listens, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. She says it's a little too long. <laughs> well, well, we'll see how this episode goes. Um, the Ramona yelling, you're not my friend anymore. To multiple people. To Carol and Sonia, and then in the background is a supporting player who, if you haven't been paying attention, like, really hard for the past several years, five years or so, you might not recognize as someone you know, but it is the person that Ramona and Alex McCord wore white to her wedding. (gasps) And then... And then... She is the one who stirs the pot between Ramona and Jill at the Serafino wine tasting party when Jill's coming back from Australia that season and brings Ramona the keychain. I watched this trailer 50 times and I did not notice that. We have a true scholar in the house and his name is not Daniel. Uh, his name is not Brendan. <laughs> his name is not Brendan. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone's screaming. It's just more screaming. We get to the end. I'll tell you Wait. how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. <laughs> um, just one more thing. Do we ever have a season of Housewives where Sonia Morgan isn't yelling, you girls are just fucking jealous bitches? <laughs> because I feel like she says that every season. I mean, understandably. <laughs> when it's Smokey Die up to and shot. Yes. <laughs> That is what they're jealous of. Amazing trailer. Like, Italian chef kissing his fingers. Uh, And then, the highlight of this week's Beverly Hills, we get a completely different preview. Like, with music, stylized. Right, right. So, Dan's talking about the new rebranding of Bravo means that the tra- the commercials for the shows look different now and they have music playing in the background. It's like very chic. And he's claiming that they did a special one for New York that's uh, different than other shows, but it's not. Well, yeah. I mean, the Potomac one had the Return of the Mac, which I really love that promo as well. Um, but like New York has famously never gotten good promos well this isn't like this isn't like the beverly hills ones where like everything's freezing it's not the same thing i know it just like get it through your brain that they rebranded bravo i know but i I know it's not the same but like new remember new jersey had like a fancy promo one year when they were like digging dirt and then dallas had like the 
the minefield. Yeah, like I said, this is not the same. <laughs> but like, it's not the same. But like, it's a step up from what New York has ever had. New right, York has right. had nothing ever. Totally, Andrew. But, why? But everyone, every single show is getting these same commercials, so it's not like New York's special and like getting something special. I'm sorry, Dan. I know I, it hurts. No, no, no. I'm not saying New York is special. I'm just glad for them to be getting more. Oh my god. They deserve it. Okay, so another big part of the trailer was we got a new title card, and it was very different than any title cards in the past. And Dan and I have been talking about title cards, and we wanted to like discuss them on the show, but it's difficult because it's a visual medium and that sort of thing. So we're going to talk about the New York ones because that's easier lift. Yeah, and shout out to Ben Pollock, who has written us uh, questions in the past. Um, and he went and created a Tumblr, which you could find at every real housewives title card.tumblr.com, which has every housewives title card. Right. So I think it's important to talk about Beverly Hills when it comes to title cards because Beverly Hills changed the housewives game when it came to title cards. If you noticed, Housewives were one Housewives title cards were one way pre Beverly Hills and then all of that changed after Beverly Hills. Okay. So, pre Beverly Hills, you see all of the title cards of them just like standing in a line. Mm-hmm. So, in New York in particular, it seemed to be like the first season it just was a mishmash. They seemed to actually film it together, which was weird. But like then they started just arranging them by height. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's not stylized. They're not, like, in different positions. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Yeah. I just didn't realize you were going to bring in Beverly Hills into this conversation. Well, because I realized that was, like, a changing point for everything. Okay. And I'll explain. You know how Beverly Hills, from the get-go, has had, like, the beautiful title cards with them, like, staggered. Someone was in the center. Yeah. They had, like, people with diamonds to the sides. That was, like, a first. Okay. And New York didn't start doing that even till like way after Beverly Hills, but they started trying like when Bethany came back. Yeah. I mean, like they didn't really get it right till season eight, which was last season. Right. And then they shook it up again. All right. But let's start with season. You're (laughs) jumping like all over the place. I just wanted to like make an important point that Beverly Hills had a lot to do with how like now every other city but New York has like Beverly Hills style title cards. More importantly, season one of New York, you'll never guess who is center apple. A Luann Deliceps. She hasn't been center apple since. I just, well, she's gotten the short end of the stick since. <laughs> I, I mean, she was like demoted for, <laughs> for a year. But it's just like, it's like crazy scene. Like, and it's also like a mishmash of height. Like it's Bethany and like Ramona. And Bethany and Ramona are like very close, which like makes me believe this was filmed all in a room together. Yeah. Cause like they could not Photoshop that. Right. And like you can, yeah, you can see Bethany's shadow on Ramona. Yeah. Um, so then things changed. Ramona and Jill shared center Apple season two. Yeah. But I'm not sure it mattered. Like, do you think there was strategic reasons for this, or was it just a height thing? I mean, it, it could have been a height thing, because it does still kind of seem like they're filming in the same room, maybe? Maybe, yeah. It's, like, unclear. And Lou looks good season two. She really does. She, like, flattened out her hair a little bit. 
There's something going on, like her like face looks gray. Um, Bethany, I love a pearl on Bethany. <laughs> yes. I miss her darker, darker hair, actually. I feel like the pearl, like, softens her a little bit. Right. Um, and then this was Kelly's first season. Yes. Uh, season three, Jill's hair grows by three times. <laughs> if, you, appear. if you, like, are scrolling through it and you just look at everyone's hair in particular, you can tell that they're starting to be savvy housewives. Yeah. This I is, mean, season three was, like, the f- the first, like... Real, real, real Housewives of New York season. Yeah. I miss... This is the Jill I want. This is the Jill I need. But this is the Jill of, like, 2010. Right. I, like, <laughs> I want her to only stay in 2010. This was, like, Jill explaining the financial, like, economy crisis. To, like, BBC radio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but Ra- this is when Ramona I mean Ramona's always made questionable fashion choices but like this is when it just starts to get into a uniform but this is like Ramona Cameron Diaz <laughs> she's like an older Cameron Diaz <laughs> she's renewing herself and then we get like Sonya gets added mid-season where Jill gets center Apple right and they're still sort of doing it by height otherwise why would Sonya be like plopped in there and right next to center no, but like if you look at from before Sonia and after Sonia, like Jill and uh, Kelly Ben Simone are like not too far in height, and then like once Sonia's added, Jill looks like Kelly's child. It's sort of like they're doing hair color. Yeah, they're trying to even it out. Like so, one thing of note up until this current new season, they always wore black, right? Which is like. Unique to New York. And um, New Jersey was like that for a while. Really? Yeah. Especially when like they had the recurring seasons that like the never ending seasons. Okay. Uh so then season four, we get Cindy Barshoff added to the mix. And we just get like a full on <gasps> This was this was the year that was brunettes versus blondes, so that's how they separated yes. them. Blondes on one side, brunettes on the other side, Jill in the middle. <laughs> and look at Alex McCord. Has she ever looked better? Looking great. Yeah. Loving it. Fresh hair. Um, and then we get to the shake-up season, season five. So half the, ca- half the cast, gone. Um, and this is when it changes to like the new look. The new look. The, the Beverly Hills look. As no, no, but like this is when they like... I guess felt like shaking up the look, but they never did it well. Like, but then they they got rid of the song. Yeah, later. But like the black and gold is just like, eh. You don't like it. Uh, mm, it looks cheap to me. Okay. But so what's weird about the season? Sonia and Carol were center apple. I think they're again doing like, like hair color. If you look, it's every other. Yeah. It's like a Oreo. Yeah, but if anything, I would I would flip Ramona and Sonia for set, for center. Oh, true. Because I mean, Ramona's been in the center before. I wonder, like, I wonder the thinking behind that, and I wonder, I don't know, like that season started with Sonia being like the one who was introducing everyone, connecting everyone, yeah, at that party at her house. So maybe mm. that had something to do with it. I don't know. New York is the weirdest. Like until the past few years. 
It had the weirdest setup for this. Yeah. This the next one is like a real shock. Not a shock, but this added Chris Kristen. Mm-hmm. And this was the year that Aviva refused to go on like any trip. Yeah. So when they went away on the trip, they took Aviva out of the title. Which cards. is the only time in Housewives history that they like mess with the ha- with the title cards. Right. And something in me feels like I remember them briefly putting Luann back into the title cards. No. Because this was the first year Luann was out. No, because I remember thinking like Luann is in more episodes than Aviva. Yeah. Uh yeah, but that was wild. I liked that trip to Montana. And it's still Sonia and Carol Center. I like forgot about this. Well, they didn't change much between the two seasons. Other than adding Kristen. Replacing Luann with Kristen. Yeah, because they're all wearing the same clothes. Then this is my this is my favorite one. The army. (laughs) This is the women's march of title cards. Season seven. There's one hundred women in this title card. I love it. So they do have updated outfits this year. Everyone looks like classic and great. There's eight people in this. And <laughs> Bethany and Ramona are sharing the middle sort but of. But like not quite. It's like how in um, OC they'll have Vicky B very front and Tamara stand right by. And then like her. Vanderpump and Kyle like sharing center. Yeah. And this is the first one that is truly like the Beverly Hills model, like I was talking about, except they, New York has never had them do any, hold their apple anyway, but straight. Whereas, like, in OC and Beverly Hills, they're to the side. holding some to the side and, like, they play around with it, which I like. Dorinda looks like a different human here, too. She really does. That flat hair. No, I like her new look, the shorter, the shorter bob. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, once Bethany got back, she will not let go of that center apple. Well, everyone, remember it was rumored that she was like executive producer now? Ugh, yeah, we have to like keep our eyes on the credits. I don't think she is. Then the next year, they keep this model, and I think it even looks, oh, even though I like the army, this looks a little (laughs) better. The army is so good. (laughs) This looks a little better, um... But like, so Luann just relegated to the, the outskirts. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean. <laughs> they hate Luann. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Luann has provided the plot forever. Well, she's a fan favorite to so many, but like, the producers hate her for some reason. <laughs> yeah, they're so mean to her. I think because she's like, a, just a liar. Mm. But like, Phaedra's a liar, but we still love her. True. But she's also... I think in the I think she's in the back. Yeah. In is. the in their title cards. She is. Yeah. Um then this year they throw this us year. for a loop. This is a whole new a whole new New York. It's a whole new world. They're all it's almost like back to basics by like how far they're standing away but, from each other. But don't worry, Luann's still on the outskirts. <laughs> <laughs> Luann and Carol are flanking it. Like Luann wearing the holiday jumpsuit from last year, so it seems. <laughs> she went straight from the Hollywood Holly Oh my god, holiday party hungover to this shooting. Like, as if the fact that everyone dragged that look to Helen back I know. did not stop her. She stands behind it. Cause it profits her, it's her own yeah. brand. But they're letting some of them wear red, so all of them are wearing red except for um Duran Duran and, and Tins. Tins. And 
it's almost, it reminds me a lot of Potomac. Mm. Like, Potomac had a similar look. Okay. Though they're holding champagne glasses in Potomac. But the, but the, like the font and the color and like the red on the red. There's like a big NYC in the background. Can, can we... Can we get Evolution involved? I've been calling for this forever. Get Evolution Media just to do the title cards for all of them. Andy, come on. Let's bring some consistency or even bring in the people from Dallas. Bring in, I know we don't love it, bring in the people handling the branding of Bravo now. I want a consistent look. It's too mishmash. Yeah. Bring in the people who do Dallas. Dallas is my favorite one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think <sighs> Bethany could have not had Center Apple for a season. Would it have killed them? Give it to Duren. Give it to Duren. She's a veteran at this point. Correct. <sighs> so that's that. April 5th. April 5th. It's right around the corner. And April 3rd is Southern Charm? Hmm... You don't know the theme song because you've watched two episodes. But uh, airing as we record this, and I'm sure it'll pop up in your DVR or like on the weekend. If you haven't been watching Southern Charm, watch the How We Get Here special for Southern Charm. They're going to be doing one for New York as well. Cool. So if like you're if if you listen to Come Through Queen, you're not up to date on New York or Southern Charm. Now is your chance. Do it. Also, sorry for bringing you on the Beverly Hills tangent during this segment, but I thought it needed to be said. Do you get what I mean at the end of the day? Yeah, at the end of the day. It changed. (laughs) Beverly Hills changed everything. Okay. I don't like to give them too much credit. I think it's time for the Freak of the Week. Speaking of Beverly Hills, this person lives Beverly Hills adjacent. Okay. So I know she was named Freak of the Week last week, but Saucy seemed to one-up herself. So she has a podcast that we've talked about in the past, Straight Up with Stassi. In the last episode, she had some opinions regarding the Oscars. So she had Stephen from Summer House, and they were discussing the whole La La Land thing. Stephen from Summer House, good friend of Jules Weinstein. (laughs) Friend of Jules Weinstein. (laughs) Um, So she says, oh my God, it's crazy. Uh, I'm going to offend a lot of people right now. Well, I'm going to do it in a way that I hope people don't get offended. (laughs) Spoiler alert. You did not get that right. Um, I'm like really sick of everyone making everything about race. Like I'm kind of over it. And I'm the one person who's not allowed to say that because I'm white, privileged, blonde, 28 year old. So I get that. She's the only person who's white, blonde, privileged and 28. But I have a podcast and it's an outlet to say what I think. And if you don't like what I have to say, you don't have to listen to it. Turn it off and follow me or whatever. But like everyone giving their impassioned speeches about race and all that stuff. I'm like, why is it always about African-Americans? Why aren't the Asians being like, why are we not represented? Why aren't I don't know, like Native Americans and Latinos saying we're not represented. Why is it always just that? And whenever they get upset, then everyone has to go above and beyond to make them happy. I hate saying them because not everyone's the same. I mean, the ones that are like out there bitching about things. So she and Steven uh, reference Oscar So White and how it's not about race. It's about acting abilities. And I don't even, I think Stassi even admits to the fact that she didn't see Moonlight. This is the most 
idiotic thing I've ever heard anyone say. But like, Stasi's supposed to be the one with the brain on Vanderpump Rules, and clearly we were mistaken. Well, no, I think that's like the power of racism in like systematic racism and like what we grew up with where like a lot of white people think that this isn't an issue and that it is just about mm-hmm. acting and they don't realize that like there just aren't roles written for people <laughs> of color they're just like it's idiotic Stassi you are truly the freak let's, let's check back next week see yeah. what else you do yeah. <laughs> two weeks in a row let's make it three Stassi uh, okay and that kid who, like, agreed with her, like, come on. Oh, the gay? Yeah, like, come on. But, I mean, like, he's on a show about, like, white people drinking rosé on the Hamptons. So, not surprising again. Um, Brennan, so, who's our queen? <sighs> our queen is in honor of International Women's Day and the Day Without a Woman. It, this is for all women everywhere. Yeah, you are our queen, unless your name is Stassi Schroeder. Well, Stassi, we disagree with your dumbness on this issue, but we will still stand for your basic rights. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah, we support International Women's Day, and you're our queen this week. So, Dan, another episode down the tubes. That's it for this week. Just like our charity world. So great to have you back, Brendan. Um, Who knows if I'll be here next week? Oh my god! You, <laughs> I swear to God. Uh, we also have our fiftieth episode coming up in a few weeks, which it, is our happens to be our one year anniversary as well. Aren't they like a week apart? Mm, no, because we took two weeks off. Oh, oh yeah, and you were okay. Yeah, never mind. Our one year anniversary is not correlating with the premiere of Real Houses in New York, which Sadly. is because that was our first episode last yeah. year. So where can we find you on the World Wide Web, Dan? Uh, you can find me at IDKIDK. Where can we find you, Brendan? At not Brendan. Uh, so you should subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts and leave a review there. Also, we like your calls, but please make them like a minute long and use our number, which is... Oh, yeah. You could use our number, 717-47-FREAK. Keep it short and simple. Life is great. We want to hear from you, but yeah. it's still our podcast. So we're on Twitter and Facebook <laughs> at Come Through Queen and also Instagram at Come Through Queen Podcast. Yeah. Posting uh, content all the time. Yeah. So like, comment, subscribe, heart, share, retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. See you next week. Bye. Come through, Queen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.